Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchable News. It's Monday, October 4th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news on the debt ceiling. Number two, the fissure between Republicans and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is coming into focus. And number three, President Joe Biden is heading outside the Beltway to sell his reconciliation plan. All right, Jake, let's get to it. We are coming off of a very dramatic week here in Washington. And as much as we might feel like we're ready for a break, things are not going to to slow down anytime soon because we have this October 18th debt ceiling deadline. Uh, And we've got some new reporting on that this morning. Yeah, so we um uh the the Senate so let's actually just review from the top. The these the Republicans are blocking a debt limit increase. Um they have been for uh Couple weeks now, Mitch McConnell has said for months uh, in these pages and in, in the Punchbowl news pages or screens or uh, I guess I'm not sure how we would describe our space, but the, the Punchbowl news ether. He has spoken to us many times about how he's not willing to raise the debt limit, and Democrats should do it in reconciliation in the fast track 50 vote budget reconciliation process. So. Uh, Democrats have not been not been interested in doing that. <laughs> quite frankly, they've decided they've basically said that um, uh, Republicans need to get on board, which is not going to happen. So this is a stalemate, and reconciliation is um, uh, and, and the debt ceiling is going to be reached on October eighteenth. So we're we're what we're you know fourteen days, two weeks away from the debt limit. Uh, I wonder when markets are going to wake up to this. Anyway, point is. Um, so the Senate parliamentarian has ruled that the the Democrats can lift the debt limit as part of reconciliation, and it won't impact the overall package. Uh, that's a big ruling for Republicans, frankly, uh, who have been making this call. But Anna, the politics of this are um, they're tricky for for both parties, and I, I have to imagine that um, now that we're out of the the crisis uh, of uh, of infrastructure and reconciliation for a few days, we are um, we're flo- throwing ourselves right into this crisis. Yeah, I just because I think it's I think it's complicated, right? It gets very easily to get pretty wonky here, but this is a big ruling because basically what it says is that. Senate Democrats can move ahead on their own with using this reconciliation process for raising the debt ceiling, and it doesn't impact the other reconciliation package, that $3.5 trillion package you hear us talking about all the time. And there was a concern among Democrats that it might. And so this really allows them to go uh, this separate track process, which Republicans have been pushing them to do. Democrats don't want to do it for a variety of reasons, largely because they don't want to have this be a massive political issue during the 2022 uh, midterm election. But it is definitely noteworthy that this is now the kind of law of the land and we will see now how democrats you know necessarily respond right i'm you know i'm i'm skeptical personally that this is actually a salient political issue at all i mean i think that it's just people assume that politicians rack up debt and i think that that i think that you know i think that we as a collective uh media political establishment way overthink this and and i i would say anna for the first time in in, in my career um uh there is serious talk from Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and other and other Senate, you know, other members of Congress that um, 
to eliminate the debt limit. I don't think it'll happen because it would require 60 votes in in the Senate and it would just be a politically ridiculously um, – that is, a, a, I think, a step too far um, f- for members of Congress. But I do believe that uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's just – it's becoming a real issue, and it's becoming. I, I would say that it, it's taking on a new, new import. Um, uh, that um, uh, getting rid of the debt limit is taking on new import. I would say in Washington. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I will say, like to your point, I don't think the ad is the debt ceiling, and people understand what it is. I do think the ad for moderate Democrats, particularly in the Senate, who are running in, let's say, uh, New Hampshire, to be have a Republican attack it. It writes itself to say Senator Sheehan you know, spent trillions of dollars to raise the debt. Like that, that is a salient point. And I think that's why you see Democrats as concerned as they are about raising the debt. All right, let's move on. I think that's fair. I I just think, you know, uh, this has just become such a mess and, and the economy is so threatened that, um, uh, over something that just needs to be done. So anyhow, we shall see. And October 18th, that is the drop dead date. uh, And we are going to be watching this very closely. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the day. We have some news here. The breakup. House Republicans push the U.S. Chamber of Commerce out of strategy strategy sessions, something that 10 years ago is kind of would, would have been unthinkable. Yeah, I'm curious what you think about this, Anna, because this is much more. This is uh, your your kind of part of the universe here. Um, So Republicans have banned the Chamber of Commerce from their coalition calls on reconciliation. Um, And uh, that's a big deal because these are the kind of strategy calls between Republicans and their outside allies, um, lobbyists and organizations and companies and things of that nature, how they're going to talk about priorities and try to kill the reconciliation bill. The Chamber of Commerce has probably been, I don't know, I'll leave it to you to say this, Anna, but I would imagine one of the most uh, steadfast Republican allies in in recent modern politics of the Republican Party. And now they're being banned from these calls, which I just think is 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 fascinating. I want to hear what you think about it. Yeah, it is it is pretty stunning to me. You know, I spent a long time covering downtown and lobbying and money in politics and certainly the US Chamber of Commerce was the epitome of the big business lobby, right? Any big corporation was a part of it. It was the tip of the spear. Typically, you know, if, if you think even just in terms of real estate, right? Where it is across the street from the White House and Almost always when there was a Republican in office, you know, the chamber was was doing deals and was, you know, getting invited to signing ceremonies and things like that. Clearly, Donald Trump had very little use for the Chamber of Commerce during his time as president. There was a lot of friction there for a a variety of reasons. And we've seen this iteration, though, where the chamber's kind of trying to find a home. Republicans have become much more populist in recent years. And the chamber has, you know, tried to find its pathway forward, try to find some Democrats, particularly in an all-Democratic Washington, that they can support or work with that has really drawn the ire of Republicans. So this is just, you know, I I think as much as it's maybe seen as a small thing to the outside, like, oh, they were left off of a conference call, I think actually it is just a real recognition of the challenges the chamber has going forward in terms of 
you know, where is its home? Where do, where does its politics and how does companies, frankly, operate in Washington right now, where some of their most traditional allies have either retired or the future of the Republican Party is not necessarily in line with where big business is on a lot of issues? Yeah, um, I, I, this is like the the full, as we put it this morning, the full breakup. Um, because you know, I, I'm I, I would say it's it's surprising, but that would be an understatement. Um, uh, and I think, listen, I think the part of the thing is that the chamber has made a strategic shift in recent years to get closer to Democrats. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons there, but I, I would say that um, that has a lot to do with this. Um, and they think they don't see them as a reliable ally anymore. Um, so I think that's part that's part of the reason here. All right, let's go to the number three story of the day. Joe Biden, he's hitting the road. He is going to Michigan to sell BBB and BIF. That is the reconciliation package and the bipartisan infrastructure package. He's going to Michigan, Jake. Yeah, so the uh, president's going to Michigan tomorrow. Part of the reason here is I think I think the White House feels like they're caught up in this legislative kind of uh, uh, mess, and they're trying to keep and get people to remember what the BIF, in their estimation, and the and the and the reconciliation package do for regular people. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the reason here, and and they're going to Michigan because it has a strong union background, uh, has a uh, in their estimation has a specific kind of resonance with the middle class, um, and uh, I think that's that's part that's kind of the reason they're going for this. Um, and the president has not been, you know, selling this as much as perhaps people think he should be. Um, but I think we're going to see that that ramp up in 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 uh, uh, in recent in coming weeks. Yeah, and I think they often are. They do this outside inside game, right? Where I actually we've seen particularly when it came to uh, COVID and it came to needles in the arms, we saw the president going out there quite a bit. More recently, you've seen Bernie Sanders and other surrogates doing the sales job. So now the president uh, is using this strategy with him, you know, kind of using himself, frankly, instead of those other kind of high profile folks to go out to the country and make some news at a time when, you know, they're trying to change the narrative here that they're in charge, that this is going to happen. We'll see if it does. It's It's probably a winding road to get there, but certainly going to be interesting to see what he says this week as they continue to try to find a way forward between moderates and progressives. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Monday. Please leave us a rating and review or share our podcast, The Daily Punch. It's the easiest way for folks to find us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.